Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And today, my beautiful guest, I wanted to have a connecting call with her, but I just couldn't resist not to hit the record button because we were exchanging communication on Facebook Messenger because we are both big followers of love of attraction, love, relationships, and... I'm like, I get to speak with her and bring her here. So Mel, I am super, super, super excited to have you here today. Such an honor. And I am really excited to dive deep into conscious relationship and how you can be deepening the relationship with those around you. Yes, it's such a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm so glad we decided to record this because this is always the case, I'm sure for you and for me, we start having a conversation with people who we have alignment with and stuff just goes off. And I'm thrilled to share all that we have to talk about with conscious relationships and marriage and love with your audience. Mm, So beautiful. And before we dive there, Mel, I wanted to ask you, um, and, and it's so beautiful and it will be so perfect. You will love it because you said, I had such a productive morning. I was on the go and I'm just like wanting to ground right now. So let's do it together just for a second. If you're open to it, I would just ask you gently close your eyes. Mm -hmm. Take a one long, slow, deep breath through your nose, rolling your shoulders back, relaxing, feeling the air flowing in and out in your body, feeling your body grounding, and settling. And with another slow, deep breath, I want you to visualize sitting on a beautiful beach in Florida. It's a beautiful morning and you're sitting there on the blanket and the love of your life is just walking around on the shore and you're smiling and you're saying to yourself, This is my life. I've created this. In your heart, it's filled with so much joy and so much love. And as you're contemplating this beautiful sunny morning, there are little kids running around collecting the seashells. And one of them, a little girl, she runs to you. She hangs you a beautiful white seashell and she asks you, Who are you? What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what you do, but who you really are. 
What came to me is I am an earth angel and a spark of magic on this earth. You see, that's why we just clicked right away. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much, Mel. And that's something that I can definitely like feel from you. But this is something that my clients call me, you know, earth angel and angel. And I always bring magic into everyone's life. So it's beautiful because I truly believe that even that it can sound like a cliche, but your vibe really attracts your tribe. So Mm -hmm. who you are being will reflect on the relationships that you're attracting. And I wonder, because in our conversation, you told me that you're in love with your man and, you know, you are deepening constantly your relationship, you're working on it. Has it been always this way that you were so conscious about what do you want? What do you expect in relationships from others? Mm, Great question. So actually meeting my husband, when we met about seven years ago now, the manifestation of him into my life was the result of years of dating and of literally keeping a list in my phone of what I want and don't want based on my experiences. And so the moment I met him was when I was playing a game with my friend and on a dating app, which I'd never done. I had so much judgment about, but we thought it was hysterical. Some of the people on here. So I had no attachment to the outcome. I was completely in an energy of play and lightness. And I started talking to him and he wanted to take me to a nice dinner. And I went along and I walked in and I saw him and there was this deep level of soul recognition. It was like two equally powerful beings and balls of energy, like encountering for the first time, there was just a knowing of the soul contract that we had to be partners in this time. Mm -hmm. And our conversation, that first dinner date was so deep. We were there long past the restaurant was trying to close. And so that was incredible, you know, and then we moved in together very quickly and we knew it was meant to be, but I went through the things that everybody goes through in relationship, you know, learning how to live together. And then all of the social programming about, oh, but I need to get married and he hasn't proposed yet. And and my mom telling me, well, he's getting the milk, you know, from the cow. And why would he marry you now? If you're already giving it all to him, that kind of thing. Right. So there were struggles and there were trials and we both have been growing. And then I really hit a difficult phase as I started to pursue my own spiritual and personal development and my entrepreneurial journey. I hit this fear that I find all of my clients and women are hitting, which is I'm like going to outgrow my partner. Or if you're not with a partner, how am I ever going to find somebody, find a man who's a man and who's sexy and attractive and strong, but also is going to be on this incredible journey with me. And so that was tough. And there have been definitely some challenges in what I would call initiations really Mm -hmm. into a deeper level of our conscious marriage. And actually just within the last couple of months, I hit this moment where I literally told him I was going to leave. And I've never shared this story. Actually, I was going to leave and we were going to get a divorce and we both felt it was true and it was real. And then suddenly, like the next day, I mean, I was surrounded by women who just called me to a different place and a different perspective of our marriage and my husband. And we completely rebirthed our marriage into this incredible unification that I didn't know was possible. So, I mean, we've done couples counseling, we've done programs, we've done this, we've done that. And everything is beyond my wildest dreams right now, but it has been quite a journey. So no, it wasn't always this way, (laughs) but it keeps getting better and better and better with each challenge that we overcome together. 
Mm, that is so beautiful. And thank you for, first of all, sharing the story that you haven't shared, you know, before. It's so beautiful. And thank you for being so honest, you know, because you could end the story like, oh, I met the love of my life. There was a flame. We knew that we were soulmates and that's it. And we are <laughs> married happily ever after. Right. But I truly love that you are mentioning the grow and grow together because some of my clients, they are on their spiritual and personal development journey, and they're afraid that men cannot keep up with that. Like, are there still conscious men? So um, besides the list to keep on you to know what do you want and what do you don't want, what are some of the things that helped you not only attract, but also keep the love of your life? Um, actually the key for me in keeping the love of my life was the willingness to let him go because I think as women, we have so much programming and when we're operating in the shadow feminine, we become quite controlling Yep. and we come a bit naggy and we become fearful and we have this deep, like multiple generation, multiple lifetime, like ancestral wounding around abandonment. And so when we start to get afraid that they're going to leave or they're not going to be here, they're not going to grow with us and we're not going to be together. We start to do these subtle controlling things where we feel like we're trying to help them on their personal development journey, but actually we're trying to control them and make sure that they become who they need to be so they don't leave us. Mm. And so we have to move past that and literally be willing to let it go, to let it die to what, whatever is in the highest and best for everybody involved to unfold. And only when you do that, are you able to soften into the space of being feminine Mm. and of allowing love to grow. Mm. Oh my goodness. I have like goosebumps all over and it's so, so, so beautiful. You know, when we can really acknowledge that we are not only working with who we are being in this lifetime at this time, but it's also our mothers, our grandmothers, their life, their experiences, they, they pass on us. So have you done and the answer is probably yes, but have you done like a past wounds healing meaning so you can really soften up in that beautiful, healthy feminine? Yeah. So actually, um, interesting. I, before I became, um, whatever I am now, whatever you want to call me before I did the coaching and spiritual work I did now, I had a brick and mortar psychotherapy practice and I was a trauma therapist an EMDR certified trauma therapist. So I have done years and years and years and years and years of my own extensive trauma therapy. I mean, I have a long history of sexual abuse, physical abuse, exposure to violence, um, you know, emotional neglect, gaslighting, narcissistic stuff, like just a massive history. Right. And that's on top of the generational stuff. I mean, my great, (laughs) I haven't shared this either, but it's so important. People understand my like great grandparents, my great grandmother killed my great grandfather because he was an abusive, alcoholic, horrible person. And she finally had enough and killed him. And then, you know, there's pedophilia in my family line. There's people in the mafia. There's like Nazi stuff in there. And I say all of this for the purpose of saying, yes, I've done lots of trauma work. (laughs) Yes. I've done ancestral work, but even more importantly is none of this are things that I'm victim to. They're things that I chose to incarnate into in order to transmute them. And they're actually the source of my power and the source of my love in this world. Um, so I've done extensive work and it never stops. And I'll tell you actually, um, past life healing started for me before I knew it was even a thing. I had heard of it and I thought it was like crazy making. I'm like, that's ridiculous. 
And then I had a spontaneous past life healing in the parking lot after a yoga class. And it blew my mind. And what it made me realize is that this is perfectly possible and natural for all of us. You get to a place in a state of consciousness where you spontaneously heal intense trauma. I just a couple months ago had a spontaneous healing of my birth. I re-experienced and healed my own birth, which by the way, guys, women, especially all of us, but especially women, this is one of the key roots of that abandonment wound I'm talking about that is blocking you from having the love of your life. It's in your birth because you go from connected to your mother to most of us are still born in hospitals where you come into a blinding light, cold room, you're ripped from your mother, your cord is cut, you're put on a table and weighed. There's this massive separation and sense of abandonment that happens right there at childbirth. And that's something I healed a couple months ago. So yeah, the work never ends, girl. <laughs> I'm doing it all the time. I couldn't lead my clients if I wasn't in the fire myself day in, day out. Wow. I absolutely love the smell. And thank you so much for sharing that, you know, how much work you're doing. And also it's really never ending. It's so interesting. I remember when I started, you know, my own personal and development journey like a decade ago, and I'm like, well, I can't wait to be there and feel happy and to feel fulfilled. And now that I'm decade in, I was like, okay, there is no getting there. There will be always things and layers to heal and peel because it's not just here and now, but you are co-creating all of these experiences, right? So there is more to work on. So it's it's so beautiful to know that first, there is a hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. There is a hope. Right. Um, one thing I, I would love to go a little bit deeper on this, you know, healing your uh, birth experience. Is it something mm -hmm. that just just happened when you were like after meditation? Did anyone facilitate it for you? Did you do any visualizations? I would love to hear like, how did it happen? Yeah, no. So when I when I say spontaneous, I mean, like, out of the blue spontaneous, um, but it was a, a result of my intention. Mm -hmm. And this is just the state that I work in because I've become a master, not of achieving the result or arriving at the thing, as you were talking about, I've become a master of being in the process and of my own creative and healing process. And this is actually what I teach my clients is how do you work? How do you heal? What are your stages and cycles and phases? Because when you zoom out on that and you understand it, you can really accelerate it and become super masterful. So what happened was I listened to a podcast and I became aware I, on some level I knew, but I became more aware of the deep connection between your own birth trauma and then what's experienced when you birth your children. And as you and I talked about a bit off, you know, off this recording, um, I've been doing for years for at least five years now work for conscious conception. I've had a relationship with our future children. And so one of the things they guided me to was clearing my own birth trauma. So that's not present in the space of our conception or their birth. And so I was chatting with someone and I said, you know, I really would love to heal my birth trauma. Like, I just feel like it's time. And later that evening, I'm sitting on the couch with my husband and we're talking and it just starts happening. I start getting really cold. I start feeling scared and alone. I start feeling like an infant inside of me. It was insane. And I, I re-experienced all of it on a sensory, physical, emotional, energetic level. And I had him hold me and I was able to process through it, holding the conscious awareness of what was happening while I was feeling it, which is really the key for soul reclamation and integration. But it happened out of the blue on the day that I set the intention. 
And that's very important, you know, because they can like listeners can now think like, oh, good for you, Mel, right? But you know how to do things spontaneously. You have so many years of work in like, good for you. What do I do? Right. So I truly believe that it all starts with having the intention, like I'm open and ready to receive what is meant for me, what I'm ready for. And seems like you were really ready for it right away. <laughs> You've got it. That's the key. It's what am I ready for? Like this, where I'm at now and what I'm doing now is the result of years of wandering in the dark mm-hmm. and of hoping and praying and questioning and being looked at by friends and family. Like I was crazy and spending money that I didn't really have mm-hmm. to get support that I really felt that I needed, but it didn't make sense. I did this for so many years before I got to the place where I learned my process and things can happen much more rapidly. But the cool part is right now with the energy of the planet and the energy that's coming in and all of the beings that are here supporting us because of this ascension we're going through, it's easier for people to make these kind of leaps forward if they're willing to declare their sovereignty over the material world by stop letting money dictate their decisions and by stopping letting, you know, what people think about them dictate their decisions. You can actually jump much further head in your own ability to heal rapidly right now than you know when I started doing this work too that's so powerful and you know it's it's really beautiful time to realize like hey I'm I'm happy to be alive right now and right here right because we are more supported than ever before and um, I, I just loved it and especially with you know women people like you so um, I know I could be chatting forever and ever and ever Mel and I want to be super respectful of your time and I love giving these quickies to my listeners because I know they're listening to it when they're driving or on a treadmill or on the walk. So um, one last question that I would love to ask you is, what is on your heart? What is the one last thing you want her to know, the one who still didn't attract the love of her life and who is still healing her um, past wounds? I would say, I know you've done a lot of work and there's more. And until you are the woman who can attract and sustain that love, you won't have it. Just like until you are the CEO and the boss that can attract and sustain millions of dollars, you won't have it. And that's not a knock on you. It's just encouragement to keep going. And when you think it's getting too hard and you think it's never going to happen for you is exactly the moment that you get to really embody a deeper level of faith and personal power. So just keep going, set your intentions, wander in the dark, invest in yourself, regardless of the external circumstances or limitations you believe that you have right now. And it'll come together in divine time. Whatever is meant for you will never go past you. Oh my gosh. My best friend used to tell me that, you know, when I was like freaking out about, you know, school and project and jobs and clients and relationships, she said, whatever it's meant for, you can't pass you. So I will save that as a quote. <laughs> and what is your favorite place to hang out with people online, Mel? So the best place right now is my personal Facebook page. I have been a bit shadow banned and censored over there, (laughs) but we're launching a um, off Facebook private community called the society. So if you hop over to my personal Facebook page, just search Mel Buffington or it's facebook.com slash the Mel Buffington. 
follow me on there. You can friend me on there, but make sure you also follow because I don't approve everyone and keep an eye out because on the 1st of March, uh, 1st of February, we are dropping a ridiculous launch for this platform. It's going to be super fun for conscious people who are committed to not only conscious relationships, but thriving conscious businesses, unified families, and ultimately the creation of conscious communities of the future. So sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, girl, you're going to be there for sure. We're already friends. Okay. We're friends. I get approved. So I'm happy. Thank you for honoring me with that. And I'm definitely there, Mel, because this was so valuable. And I feel like it's just like really just scratching the surface with everything you're creating. So I will definitely be supporting you and following you to see what more you are doing and creating. Thank you for today. I appreciate you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me here. 